Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Shift Drink on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm Matthew Ramsey, Wiley Coyote, cheeseburger life coach, and ice cream reaver. I'm Eddie Kim, proud DCist, and my milkshake brings all the boys to the bar. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you should have known that was coming. Ugh. Um, every week. Every week, I tell a stupid joke, and we share a shift drink and swap war stories from behind the line with chefs, bartenders, bakers, and brewers, and anyone who touches this all-encompassing industry. This week, we are joined by Ed Cornell and Patrick Griffith, creative ice creamers from the district um, and owners of Milk Cult Ice Cream. Welcome. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Thanks for having us. You nailed that, by the way. Creative (laughs) ice creamers. I like that. That was that one. Okay, that's good. Matthew's on a roll today. I think it might be some <laughs> little added uh, hardware on his face. I got flair, man. <laughs> it's covered up right now. I got I got Ric Flair. Matthew got pierced. Woo. I think I got pierced like at the age of eighteen, Eddie Kim. Well, I've just always had these holes. I never seen I never seen the hole. <laughs> there are a lot of holes of yours I've not seen, Matthew. Um, I, but <laughs> I'm two let, weeks I, ago, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna let that hang out there. Where? What, where did you get pierced? I mean, like, not on your body, but, like, like when you are in high school. I want to know or... where on your body you got pierced. Uh, I've been pierced in many places. Actually, my, my first piercing was not my, uh, my ears. Uh, it was my eyebrow. And then my tongue. And then, yeah, other places. And, my, and then my ear holes. Matthew. That's, uh, you know, the 90s, were, they, were, they were a big time for piercing. Really embracing that Portlandia. Yeah. It's very, very DC hardcore back then, you know? <laughs> um, but enough about me and my holes. Um, gentlemen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the show. All right. We're not talking are you guys about pierced? Your... Are you guys pierced? Uh, I am I ha- I am not pierced. Is Patrick pierced? I had to think about it for a second. Ed's like, I, I am I, I'm not pierced? <laughs> like, like pierced. Uh, no, but I did want, for two weeks ago, for an entire week, I was pooling answers from people. Should I get my nose pierced? Should I just get a little stud? I feel like I could pull it off. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? The consensus was, yeah, you, you could pull it off. You shouldn't, though. Ah, uh, okay. I, 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 like, I honestly right. think that's kind of what's going on with my earring right now. I woke up, I was like, ah, I kind of want to just wear a hoop. Like, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it looks great. Thank you. Radio, yeah. radio approved. Cult approved. Mm-hmm. Great. Eddie is stained. I, I, I am not pierced, so <laughs> I, um, I, can't, I can't give judgments at all. Uh. Anyway, uh, before we jump in with a little bit of ice cream talk, uh, let's just, you know, chit-chat about things that are happening around town in the news in the news well today a uh, big birthday happy birthday tom kunanen Woo! of bad saint fame I expect many more selfies today buddy yeah he's um i don't know how old he's like 40s 50 something those asians so you can't really right. tell uh he acts like a 12 year old but that's okay he'll be running around town dc today uh, and then uh, good luck to him. Hopefully, good, uh, good birthday wishes for when he goes to Chicago for the James oh, yeah. Beard Awards. Yeah. Nominated for Best Chef Mid Atlantic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, all the best, man. Third time. Go Go Music is back uh, on Florida Ave after a short reprieve. Uh, the people spoke and the people wanted the Go Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, it was a small it, protest. Yeah, well, I, no, I mean, I think everywhere you looked on Facebook, it was just like, this is outrageous. It was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Let's be honest. It was a little ridiculous that someone would complain, move into the area. Absolutely. It, it, I think the ridiculous part, it, it's not, one thing is it, it's not like the music came out of nowhere that's been constantly played on that corner from about 9 a.m. till 7 or 8 p.m. for Ever. 20 years. <laughs> 25 years. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> longer. I mean, I'm, I'm, I remember for 20 years, like that's all I've been down here in Florida Avenue, but... 
like it's probably been playing for even longer than that. Yeah, that's. No, well, I just wonder what the real estate agent told <laughs> the person trying to sell their space. It's like, oh, that's oh, they don't play that music all the time. No, no, not at all. It, they'll it'll just, go away. It's, yeah, it's just ridiculous that you would even think that. I don't know. It's annoying. But anyways, uh, it's back. So thank yeah. God. Well, that's kind of also transformed into another thing recently about uh, someone. Howard University students complaining uh, about yeah. people using their, um, there's an area, their quad area called the yard, mm-hmm. and their complaints about people walking their dogs and just using it. And in general, they felt like it was disrespectful for the university. It is private property. Yeah. So. Not necessarily a neighborhood hang. Um, but yeah, that drew some consternation. Um, I also wanted to mention uh, the Time 100 list came out, and there were three notable people who are in the food industry Massimo Boturo. Chrissy Teigen and our favorite or my favorite Samin Nosrat. It's, it's interesting that Chrissy Teigen is now is uh, you put her totally in the food world. Well, I I didn't put it in there. It's it's other people have put her as a food personality. Um, I know, she definitely is. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they got guest people to write little blurbs about each of the people, um, each of the honorees, and Chrissy Teigen's was written by Eric Repair. Ah, cool. So, right on. Yeah, she's been inducted into the food world. Right on. Uh, so, so no one has been able to explain to me what Chrissy Teigen does besides just be Chrissy Teigen. She does a lot. Of, she does a lot of clapbacks on Twitter. She wrote a cookbook. She wrote a cookbook. Okay. Uh, she's a model. Model. I think model first, mother, mother, and cookbook, and pers- like personality now. I guess if that's a thing. John Legend's boss, influencer, that, yeah, influencer. Kind of like what we all do here, yeah. guys. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're all personalities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you think so. Look out, Great. time. Look out. Um, okay, well, this is shift drink. Uh, you guys, first guest ever, actually. I think opted for seltzer. Oh what? no, we found. Have we? Well, oh. we had Nate. We had Nate, but he was he was opting out for the people monster. were doing yeah. So this is this is a, a non dry January and and Ed, you option. you asked for an aggressive bubbles. Oh yeah, Very I'm I'm the bubbles. same way. Aggressive bubbles. So you like forced carbonation. Yeah, like very forced <laughs> carbonation. The more the more vicious the carbonation, the better. I, I want to feel assaulted by the carbonation. The water. Yeah. <laughs> Spiciest water possible. Spiciest in your face. <laughs> Is there a particular brand that you find has the harshest carbonation? So, it's, I mean, you guys have some Topo Chico out. I love Topo Chico, mostly because it's kind of a tasty water that happens to be bubbly. Big bubbles. Um, but just a quart container of soda gun water from the gun, there has to be a cold plate involved to get the most aggressive form of bubbles you could possibly get i think we no all have ice. a cold plate lying around <laughs> it, it is I, I i think half the reason i work in the restaurant industry is because i have a a, a sparkling water problem mm-hmm. and like i just get my fix all day it's cold it's furious i mean it's like it's kind of like after you live a life with sparkling water any other water feels like trash water yeah <laughs> I just say flat water. Yeah, flat water is just stale, sparkling water. Yeah. It's just boring. I told Anna about a date I went on one time with some chick on Tinder. And I was like, yeah, the, the waitress asked us if she wanted uh, sparkling or still, and she opted for still. And Anna was like, that was a red flag, dude. You should have just left right then and there. <laughs> and I was like, damn, wisdom. Pure wisdom. Uh, oh, I'm going to have to add that to my profile if I had a profile. Yeah. It's like, it's lying to everyone. I just, uh, yeah. And, and, we're 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 a split household at my house. I, I love sparkling. I just drink all the water that I drink is out of a can for the most part because it's the easiest format. But uh, Elizabeth, whenever we go out, is still water. Interesting. Do you think it's maybe because of the tactile experience of drinking sparkling water out of like a can or a bottle? This reminds you of a beer or something. Yeah, it's uh, the set, the crisp sound of it cracking open and fizzing is. Refreshing as fuck. I don't. I, I don't even know. Like that, it, it makes my brain tingle. I love it. And then the way it hurts so good on the way down. Right. It's like smoking. You know, you need to have something in your mouth or to fiddle around with between mm-hmm. your fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what, what's your what's your go to salts? Uh, uh, I'm I'm actually an, a day walker. I, I can do both. Okay. Yeah. If the sparkly water's around, 
I'll definitely take it. Yeah. But I'm not like, oh man, I really wish this right. still was sparkly. <laughs> yeah. Unless I'm enjoying a really nice meal, in which case I want some carbonation to kind of help push the the food down, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to say LaCroix, be basic about it. Ain't nothing basic about it. I could LaCroix. front and try and like be cooler, but yeah. No, my, my One time my mom was... I don't know. I don't know how she got roped into this, but she was, you know, taking a bunch of Russian uh, children around America for like five days. She mm-hmm. signed up for something to like babysit a bunch of Russian kids, <laughs> does, yeah. and they're in Ocean City, Maryland, and everywhere, like every two hours, these were like fourteen to sixteen year olds. Every two hours, one of the kids would have a handle of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> and she just like after like 12 hours of this she was like how does this ki- how do these kids keep getting liquor like I don't know how they're getting it like we're not even taking them anywhere that there is booze mm-hmm. we're on the boardwalk and the, one of the kids tried to explain to her it's like we don't drink water like like you want to give us water like yeah. wish for water like no like we just we just drink vodka and she, that was, she told me that story and I thought that was that's kind of exaggerated but like it's telling like people all over the world like they don't want still water that's like trash water they yeah. want modified water yeah well it wasn't until last year where russia actually uh upgraded um beer from a soft drink it was considered a soft drink up until last year which just means yeah. it's like you want a coke sprite or budweiser i mean when i lived in sweden for a bit and at the grocery stores all the alcohol is controlled by the state, so you have to go to a state, like liquor store. But everything, anything less than three percent, you can actually just go to a grocery store, and you didn't have to. You can buy it yeah. no matter what age you are. Okay. So, right next to the sodas. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about you two guys. Uh, I asked you to prepare a little bit for two truths, one lie. Oh. <laughs> One lie. Times two. That's my little add a bit. <laughs> um, all right. Are, are these a joined thing? You guys do them separately? So we prepped. Okay. We prepped. Well, Ed, and we, we're, firing, we're firing back. Ed texted me this morning and was like, write down your two truths and a lie. And I was like, write it down. And he was like, shh, shut up. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote it. I was like, all right. I don't know. This is over text. Write yeah. this down. So yeah, we we prepped. We prepped. Okay. We got three truths, Separately. three truths, three lies. Uh, so you have to okay. pick which one of us is telling truths and lies, because it's all or nothing. Wait, so one of you is going to tell all <laughs> truths? <laughs> mm. All truths or all lies? Oh, okay. Oh, we each one go. of you is all truths. One of you is all lies. Or are we all truths? Okay, fuck me. Let's do this. <laughs> all right, or Pat. we just. What do we win, by the way? I think we, this, this deserves something. Are, yeah, because we up it, you guys get We're to name your terms. Can we, get, can we get an ice cream flavor? In our ah, that's what I was going to say. All right. That seems like a steep ask, though. Is that? No. If you guys... If you guys I want my we'll figure out flavor. where to roll it out. Okay. That will work out the details later, but if you guys get this, then, uh, this then is our you big, guys do... We, I will do your ice... I will do the wow. Matt Wow. This is the highest stakes wow, ever. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually... I'm, Excited. I'm sweating, but that's not new. Um, no, no, let's do this. Okay. Right, let's do this. Thrill Patrick, us. You want to go first? And sure. we will grill you afterwards, too. All right. I'll go first. Uh, one second. So I heard the sound of a piece of paper, like a weirdo. Like an old man. You did say write it down. He That's what he said. I just, yeah. You followed <laughs> orders. <laughs> uh, all right. So worked as a chimney sweep for a winter. <laughs> so you're just reading off a piece of paper. Chim chimney chew, motherfucker. Uh, got into a motorbike accident at the top of a mountain in Thailand. Became separated from friends and had to figure out a way back to the hostel six hours away. Uh, gave myself nicotine poisoning at 15 from wearing a nicotine patch trying to look cool. Oh man. I'm sorry. What was the first one again? Worked as a chimney sweep for a winter. A winter. That seems like a winter occupation. Chim Chim Richu. Okay, Ed. All right. <laughs> I'm getting nervous that this ice cream flavor is not going to happen, but good. All right. The character introduction skit for the music video Gangster Rap Made Me Do It by Ice Cube 
was written specifically for me, <laughs> but because of a friend's wedding that I was in, I was not able to play the part. Okay. Number two. Once being held up and taken briefly hostage by a local crime boss on the north coast of the Dominican (laughs) Republic, the only thing that kept myself and a friend of mine from being killed was two dragon tattoos that I had gotten when I was 16 years old in the same weekend. So I'd gotten two dragon tattoos in the same weekend when I was 16. I saved my life when I was 25. Wow. Number three. One of the most acclaimed novels of the decade, a selection for Oprah's book club and Barack Obama's favorite reads of the years, has most of its plot derived from embarrassing and hilariously stupid things that members of my family have done. This is a really tough one. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm waiting for a twist. Yeah. I trust no one. Okay. Wait, so this is pretty obvious. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Great. I don't want to, I want to, I want to, nah. you can, before you, you can confer out loud before you make your call. It's like, <laughs> you can talk about your chess move before you move. I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. By the way, um, Matthew and I have started playing chess with each other over text message. Ooh, that's a lot of fun. It I'm is. On, on I lose iPhone. a lot. Oh, always. I'm the trick is you. you got to let them win one time yeah. to make them feel powerful. That's kind of where I'm at right now. I, I need that win. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No mercy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ed, Ed is the liar. Right. Ed is, Ed is completely Because you can't lying. get a tattoo at 16 legally. Dragons are... I mean, this is just one of the reasons oh. why you're a liar. Ed would not get dragons either. Yeah, he would not get dragons. Maybe a He would get dolphins, a griffin. maybe. The unicorn? Yeah. All right, Ed, you're the liar. Okay, Ed, Ed is lying, and, and Patrick liar. is... is are, I'm going to do the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with you guys. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do yeah, you want to phone a friend? Can I call your mom real quick? <laughs> um, are we getting an ice cream flavor? Is I think, I think you want a <laughs> yeah. Short answer is no. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? So, these are all truths. Three truths, three truths. Oh, man. <laughs> oh wait a minute we that was an option you don't you didn't listen specifically. oh fuck me <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to replay this one <laughs> you can go back to oh. the tape oh god okay the greatest trick he ever played was pretending like he didn't exist all right please begin somewhere I did, my <laughs> honestly my stories suck. Pat's being a chimney sweep is like that's my favorite. I don't know if that's I can my talk favorite thing here. that has ever that I've ever known about Pat is that he was a chimney sweep. Uh, Damn, that shit was is there dark. is there a uniform associated with this? Is it is uh, it the is jumper there a uniform? Yeah, no, no, there's literally zero requirement. Did you inherit a Cockney accent and start dancing? Not around at with all. Penguins, maybe a convict accent, but no, no Cockney accent. Yeah. It was wild. That's amazing. Uh, as a recent homeowner, how often should I get my chimney sweeped? <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you, as a chimney expert, I have no idea. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Do they have robots to do these things? I feel like they would have invented like a Roomba for your chimney at this point. Uh, they should. I mean, I can tell you it is hands down by far. I've done a lot of different blue-collar works in my days. Is hands down by far the most dangerous thing I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. yeah, I've done some dumb dangerous construction work and nothing is as bad as getting on people's roofs in the winter yeah nope, <laughs> nope. I mean, that's, like, that's like that's like a, that's like prime time too because everybody's like what the fuck roofing is already have you, have you ever you ever done a roof you ever ripped off and replaced somebody's roof i've not it's personally. already it's already the worst job and they only do it in the spring and summer okay mm-hmm. for the most part yeah and chimney sweeping is like winter activity i before winter I, fall activity Maybe. I, but, I then there's people that like are like me. I'm like, oh shit, I should have probably done this like two months ago. Anyways, uh, okay, that's fucking amazing. Uh, all true. All right, Ed, give me one. Talk to me about what are your truths. It can be the, uh, the you pick. I want. I want to hear about the dragons. You want to hear about the dragons? Okay, find the dragons. Okay. Uh, I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I was like, right. It was like right when I was 15 or right before I turned 16, and with some friends, and they were getting 
just like when you it's just like that rage when you and all your friends are idiots like you don't have any friends that aren't idiots yeah and i mean sorry not everybody's like that i was like yeah <laughs> lots of people have great friends and they're all getting tattoos and the guy just like the just backwoods tattoo shop was like i was just waiting on the cash for my friends because i just figured i couldn't get one and uh he he's like hey, you, he's like you up next and i just kind of like realized that he was gonna let me get a tattoo <laughs> and i just i just panicked i was like yes like just like act confident he's yeah, like yeah. cool he's like pick some flash out you know and so i just looked around i was like dragons are cool you know just like picked a dragon a flash is it is, and it, is it like double dragons so it gets it gets one. so Show much worse. Right it's the first dragon. It's a pretty good tattoo. Like if I'm being honest, so it's just like a big dragon on my leg. It's like a big like, stupid yeah. dragon, but it's like held it looks kind of like it could be a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, nice, nice, nice. And then my friend went back the next day to get his tattoo touched up or finished, and I was like. Man, I'm not gonna get be able to get another tattoo for years. <laughs> besides, just like legally. when you're, yeah, legally. Besides, like your friend's janky, like ballpoint pen, ballpoint pen, right, like right. prison tattoos. And uh, I was like, I want another one. And so it's the next day, and he's like, All right, pick one out. And I went straight back to the dragons, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and I didn't. It didn't even occur to me that I was getting dragon tattoos. I just was like, these are tight. And, <laughs> and it wasn't until like several weeks later, I was I was with somebody I was trying to impress as a 16-year-old. Somebody who's probably 19. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, my friends the other week got some tattoos. And he just did not care. He's like, okay. And so there was like a pause in the conversation. I said, do you want to see him? <laughs> you know? And he's just like, what's wrong with you? He's like, okay, fine. Who's and I... Just- this is my friend Dave. He moved to Colorado, oh, okay. and he 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 uh, he's like, oh, so I showed him my the dragon tattoo on my leg and the dragon tattoo on my back, and and he said, man, you must you must really like dragons. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in that moment, it occurred to me, I was like, I don't really like dragons, <laughs> but you can't say that. So I was just like, yeah, they're pretty cool, you know. And man, oh, so, okay, so, and so I have these dragon tattoos, and people have been making fun of me for them, <laughs> rightfully so, for decades. And I'm like 24, 25. I've been going to the Dominican Republic with some friends of mine to go surfing in the winter, in like January. And there was this guy, Manny, who would go around with uh, his guys who work for him and just guns, and they would just extort money from the local businesses. And if they didn't pay, they would burn their buildings down. And. <laughs> And we had, I'd been going there for a couple years and we'd heard about this guy. And then finally, last year we ever went there, me and my friend Corey were, we were out late one night picking up some water or something like that um, and some groceries for the next day and ran to this guy at one of the, the outside the corner markets at late at night. And uh, he's like, sit down. And he pulled out the guns. Have you ever seen the movie Face Off? Yeah, you know how Nicholas Cage has those guns with ivory covered in ivory and gold. Yeah, and, and he pulls out it's the face. Cut. It's a deep yeah, cut, but deep I get cut. it. He pulls out the ivory and gold face-off guns, and he's about he's about the size of two refrigerators stacked next to each other. And he says, like, you know, just sit down, and and we're just in like the middle of a nowhere. Yeah, at middle of the night, and I'm like, okay, Corey, we're gonna sit down with this guy, see what he wants. And um, he just kind of berates us for like 45 minutes or an hour and is telling us about how he's going to kill us. And he's, I guess the Hells Angels had been vacationing there in the winter. He's drunk, right? Yeah, oh, he's drunk. Yeah. Okay. He's super drunk. And he's got his guys with him. And he's just like, he's just he's having messing. A, he's having yeah. a rough day. Yeah, he's having a rough day, taking it out on us. Yeah. <laughs> and he's telling us stories about he's been killing the Hells Angels when they uh, because they tried to sell cocaine while they were on vacation in uh, the Dominican Republic. And and also, my friend Corey speaks zero Spanish, so he has no idea what's being said. <laughs> and I know every... I like pretty much under... I'm like, my Spanish isn't great, but I understand everything that's being said to us. Yeah. And finally, this is going on for just under an hour, and he's just like more and more just getting drunker, talking to us. I mean, is he actually going to kill us? I don't know. 
Yeah. But that's But it's on what, the table. But it's on the table. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't ruled that out as an option, but he likes telling us about how he's going to kill us. He hasn't said, I'm not going to kill you. No, yeah. but he has said, I'm going to kill you a right. lot. And, <laughs> and we have met people who have been, family members have been killed by this person. Yeah. And finally I noticed that he is covered in, he's got like a, he's got like a Miami Dolphins jersey on and has all this gold, and he has a gold necklace, this series of gold rings, and gold all over the guns, and I notice that all the gold is dragons. Oh, shit. <laughs> and his, all his rings are like a gigantic dragon, like going across his hands in dragon gold, you know? Because <laughs> that's the next gold, which is dragon gold. And the gold on the, the guns is dragons. Kind of yes. And the gold on the guns is all dragons. And his necklace is gold dragons. And so... This guy gives a fuck about dragons. Yeah, he does. And so he's been talking for a while now, and I just say, Manny, my friend. <laughs> I just stop him. And this is the first time anybody's cut him off all night. And he kind of looks at me quizzically. I said, I can tell that you care very much. Los Dragolos. Oh, no. I can tell that Lagosta very much Los Dragolos. And he kind of like stops. <laughs> I, learned, I learned a new Spanish word yeah, today, yeah, guys. Yeah. And, and he's like, see? And I said, I too gusta very much Los Dragolos, which I think is actually Los Dragones when I said Los Dragolos. And like everything stops and all the, everyone is looking. And Corey also has no idea what's going on. And I take off my shirt and I show him my dragon tattoo on my back and then the dragon tattoo on my leg. And there's like a longest moment of silence of my entire life. And he just goes, amigos. <laughs> and he's like, everything changes about him. And he was like, dude, he's like, we got to, you got to hit the town with us. Like we're going out tonight. <laughs> and, and we just like, no, our friends are waiting for us. Like, we got to get back. We got to get out of here. And like, it took another couple minutes before we were able to actually able to leave. And then we got on our, like, finally got on our scooter and like bolted out of there. And uh, yeah, that's, I, I now know that my, I got my dragon tattoos for a reason. Has this inspired any ice cream flavors? Oh, no. No. <laughs> the two dragons. The two dragons the should, be story. A, should be a plated dessert somewhere, though. Yeah, Maybe. the double dragon, man. <laughs> double dragon. Dragon's blood. Yeah. The golden dragon. Um, milk cult. When did you, you guys started, what, six years ago? Yeah. Um, how did that kind of all come about? Uh, I've known, uh, so I've known Patrick since... Uh, we were both teenagers. We both went to the same. We both we both got kicked out of our high schools and went to bad kid school uh, in Wheaton, and uh, we knew each other from there. Like we went there, he went there right as I graduated from it. He started going there, and so we had a bunch of friends in common. And um, I worked in some catering here and there. And Pat, we initially met on Craigslist, though. Oh yeah, just I mean, to be. but like Craigslist back then. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. was like different beast. <laughs> Missed encounters. <laughs> and uh, we'd know each other and... Um, Picking up an old couch. <laughs> and I'd... Uh, S- saw you licking ice cream on the corner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good. I too like ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's meet? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we... we So uh, I just kind of like, like, hey, I was like really want to be nerdy on ice cream for a while and really want to do this. And uh, had ab- we both had less than no idea what we were doing and when i say less than no idea i mean like really truly less than no idea what well, we were doing well wait you mean as far as business savvy but i feel like as far as idea creatively i think we had a lot of juice yeah yeah i would say yeah we had foolishly some, yes had foolishly of, yeah. yeah i think the worst thing maybe a little had, bit of too much confidence in that area <laughs> wait did you have food experience coming into this Yes, we both Anywhere? Did. Yes. Yeah. So we both did like catering stuff like mm-hmm. in high school, college years, college for Ed. Uh, and my uncles have a bar restaurant in Brooklyn that I helped them out with when I was a kid. Um, and then I was also working on food trucks back in the day. Takarian, Ta- 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 right? Yeah. How'd yeah. you know? I, got, I remember these things. That's wild. Uh, yeah. Back in the day when there was like four food trucks. Yeah. So I felt like I had learned, oh, like I got all this like firsthand experience. I'm like... A small food business, and and Ed was the only friend I had at the time who gave a shit about food. Everyone else was like, except for my family, was like, "Why do you give a shit about food?" So we had a kinship through that, as well as a friendship as well. And then Ed had been dorking around with ice cream for years, 
he made a Popeye's chicken ice cream once that he served to me as a prank in front of a bunch of people. It was probably the most disgusting thing to this day. Really? Yeah, it wasn't like intended to be delicious. No, it was, it was not. just intended. Was the to chicken undercooked? Completely. No, the, the chicken, as you should know, Popeye's fried chicken is always perfectly cooked. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, did, did you steep? Sorry to interrupt. Yes, I did. A, I did a hot steep. Hot steep. Okay, cool. Hot steep. Hot bones, steep. bones, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking disgusting. It was um, so bad. Ugh, gross. Uh, Would you be confident if you tried it? Again, now that you could make it taste. There is a. There's probably a way to make some kind of. I feel like there's something there. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chicken skins. hundred percent. That's a young. Yeah, yeah. That's a young. Might not have to use the. Fried chicken ice cream is a young man's game. (laughs) But the the intention was like, how can I fully envelop every element of Popeye's chicken into an ice cream? I don't care if it's good. Oh yeah, Yeah. that's mean. It's gonna make this. It might, it's going to be disgusting. Make yeah. my friends eat it and laugh at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and they, yeah, there's all the spices. Yeah, Popeye and then spices. there's this magic spice blend, which you can actually go there and ask for the magic spice packet separately. I don't know if, I don't know if people know this. I did not know that. This so if you go into Popeye's, this is a Popeye's hack. There's yeah, several sparkle. Popeye's sparkle hacks. Powder. You can ask for sparkle powder separately from your order. They don't, and sometimes they will try and deny you, but if you ask for a manager, they will give you sparkle powder. They have the small packets of it. There is quite literally a Popeye's chicken right around the corner yeah, from I'm, here. I'm getting sparkle powder after this. It sounds amazing. <laughs> Continue, sorry. Sparkle in his eye. No, that was a good... Yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, so Ed had been dorking around with ice cream for a while. He was known as like the ice cream guy, as someone is when they're like, you know... Like, I, I love cook. I make so many cookies, you know. Like, right, like, right, person right. Makes, you know, um, Ed was that, but I, I had a little more respect for him, and, you know, as far as just, like, someone who knew how to cook. And um, we I think we were both at a point in our lives where we were both just kind of farting around and, like, not really taking anything too seriously, but getting too old to, to not really be able to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, we both had crap jobs, but, like, we needed crap jobs that led somewhere. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and we both knew we wanted something... I don't know, bigger, bigger, I feel like it's the wrong word, but it's just something better. Yeah. And, uh, and so we just started knocking heads together and initially ice cream felt like the most kind of natural thing to gravitate towards because something we both love. Um, and our conversation initially was very much like, uh, and Ed might have a better way to explain this, but like, you know, like in the spectrum of ice cream, there's like, you know, people, there's like really dumb ice cream. There's nothing wrong with dumb ice cream, you know, where you just like pick a flavor and they just like smash a bunch of things into it and they throw it at you and you eat it and it's great whatever and then there's like the other end of the spectrum which is like super artisanal and like every you know vanilla pod has just been kissed and like massaged into the cream and like it's $40 for a scoop and we were like we just want something that's like a lot of fun and like takes it kind of seriously in in some respect but doesn't we don't take ourselves too seriously so we were never going to be super chefy about it right Um, but just like have a lot of fun with it you know, and like have more fun than just like doing a birthday cake and pretzels and like peanut butter and one thing. Like, I guess fun with some sort of intention, I suppose, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and oh, another detail is that Ed had spent uh, a couple of years in Indonesia teaching English. And while he was there, he would text me photos of like, you know, the little like scooter food carts. And I'd be like, damn, like that's so, yeah. it's so tight. Like, yeah, I want to yeah. do something like that here because no one was doing that. And so then our initial, you know, the genesis of our <laughs> dumb idea was uh, to do a motorcycle sidecar and sell the ice cream sandwiches out of that, which we... Which we did. You we, did. I've seen pictures. We started. Yeah. 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 Very precariously. How, do, how and, did that thing drive? So that's where... <laughs> that's where it's like when you have a business plan and it's just like a PDF, like sitting on your computer, it looks great. Yeah. And then when you go and try to do it... It's a actual death trap. And we did not care. Did not care. <laughs> did not. It was an actual death trap. And after, so we ba- I basically took like an old Honda CB500, like a 78 CB500, and a Velorex sidecar, ripped off the sidecar, and built a um, insulated wooden and aluminum um, freezer box that could that bolted to the Velorex sidecar frame. You're saying all these things like they're these like easy things to do and it's like totally normal <laughs> that anyone would That has no how. He's a jack yeah. of all trades. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I mean, so I had, I'd done work construction for a lot of years like through 
through college and home renovation and stuff like that. And I, me and my some of my friends I surf with. All of your roofing experience. Yeah, my roofing experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, my chimney experience came into play later. <laughs> yeah. My friend Jake and I, we'd made a couple surfboards, and so I had, like, epoxy, like, work with epoxy materials. And so it was mostly wood, aluminum, epoxy kind of box, and which the box was fine. It was the driving of the sidecar was, like, you. <laughs> I could do it. Pat did it a couple times. It was one of those things where, like, anyone we ever pay to do this will die yep like they any, will just crash anyone and die. professional that we asked about it was like yeah you're gonna die <laughs> you know like like if anyone like who had real know-how that we'd ask about it they'd be like it's a terrible idea and we'd be like no no, no you don't understand you don't understand you don't make understand. sure you don't go above 15 miles per hour yeah. well that's the other thing yeah. you think that going slowly would help protect you but it doesn't <laughs> yeah. that, that, that sweet spot somewhere sidecars are somehow even more unstable than regular motorcycles oh really yeah it's this weird thing they have this weird pivot point where you when you try to turn the way that you regularly uh, think you yeah, would yeah. want you would tip over it actually wants to flip over in the opposite direction huh mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it was it was it was weird. Is this motorcycle <laughs> still somewhere? Is it in the the milk cult museum? Yeah, the milk cult museum is underneath my porch. Damn, there is a milk cult museum. A there, mu- there is that does exist. What I mean, what else is under that? Because we, Eddie and I were talking about some sticker campaigns that you've oh, done previously. Man, so oh, the sticker question. Yeah. Oh, it's stick. Well, there's there's BJ Lieberman. Okay, okay. So yeah, I wanted to ask about your prolific use of stickers. And so one that has caught on in the city and I think you can see quite a bit is the BJ Lieberman sticker face. BJ being um, what, uh, the executive Sue over at Roses Luxury. Uh, Little Pearl. Little Pearl. These days, right? LP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, if you see, uh, uh, there's one on the back of your phone I see, but uh, a bearded gentleman with a backwards cap, black and white sticker, looking stern, kind of annoyed. I mean, I, my my first response is always no comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have no official uh, ties. Yeah, so sticker. this is the question because I knew they were going to be denying us. <laughs> I'm screaming. Uh, you are not going to admit to any any other ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't I, know. I don't know where this sticker came from. Actually, it's really weird. Well, let's just take this opportunity to maybe step out for a yes. second. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Shift Drink. Uh, we have the Milk Cult gentleman on uh, the hot mics. Uh, and when we come back, they're going to either confirm or deny sticker campaigns. Listening to the Lip Gloss Keto Remix on Full Service Radio. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Shift Drink. I'm Matthew Ramsey. I'm here with Eddie Kim. Hello. And we're here with the uh, the Milk Cult Boys, the Ed creative creamery of the DMV. Hey, guys. Um, welcome back. We were talking about uh, art and ice cream, uh, which we can either deny or confirm. Uh, you guys you guys are involved with uh, the Hold in the Sky Collective. Mm-hmm. Um, the DC art scene has kind of been, I, I feel like, a, a, a pretty big source for your your collaborations previously yeah i had a a, so my old roommate justin was kind of uh the the mother hen of hole in the sky for a little while and i had a studio there for a year or so and um justin's moved there's a new guy matt who's kind of um running stuff and mike o'brien is still curating all the art shows um i just a quick one-liner what is hole in the sky oh hole in the sky is an art collective over in eckington and um, I it's it's actually really funny. So I didn't know any of the guys from Hole in the Sky before I started Milk Cult, but I had just moved back to DC from Indonesia, and actually it's really funny because I, I mean I, I didn't really think about this till recently. Is that I had Pat, we were we were really good friends, but a lot of I didn't have a lot of friends when I moved back here, and I was looking for a place to live and. Somebody I knew was like, oh, maybe you could live at Hole in the Sky. So I just like rode my bicycle up there one day, knowing nobody, and just like knocked on the door. And I was like... <laughs> to the Crucible? Yeah. And, and uh, Crucible was not there yet. Crucible was still over on North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just knocked on the door, and this guy, Sean, came and was like, what's up? And I was like, hey, do you guys have rooms to rent? And he was like, no. And I was like... Berg? Yeah, Sean Berg. And I was like, uh, <laughs> and I was like do you guys have room for rent? And he was like no uh do you want to hang out i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so i started hanging out with a bunch of the the homeless guy guys (laughs) (laughs) and sean's working all on mopeds and i had some motorcycles and we just like hang out and there were guys who want to do fun stuff we owe a lot to sean yeah we owe a lot a lot to sean and everybody homeless guy and yeah honestly like i would do some carpentry work at a hole in the sky and i would help out with shows whenever i could and um help with some creative stuff but um most of the credit for people who are keeping that thing going and alive goes to a lot of other hardworking people and right on. uh they're really amazing and i try to there's a Funland art show coming up that i'm going to do some food and ice cream for cool uh which is may 18th saturday night i remember uh one of the, one of the shows that i went to you uh you guys had a corn dog glory hole oh, oh my yeah. god yeah I forgot about that. that was amazing that was a good show we that was a good show that's my that was Martin the there. yeah there's the I'm my sorry, roommate corn dog glory hole yeah, yeah. so my so roommate you, cobra woo yeah uh, she curated an erotic art show and they were like hey what can you guys what can you guys do for food and so we took a door off its hinges into the kitchen and created a large vending machine out of the, in place well, a glory hole it was, yeah, you pay the money hole. through the hole you put money oh. through the hole <laughs> and then you get your corn dog and corn dogs are came served through out the hole. Eddie I don't know why this is taking so long yeah why did you it's a corn dog glory hole <laughs> yeah initially he was like corn dog glory hole of course yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've, yeah. yes, yes I've been yes, to many yes, of those yes. <clears throat> as a child uh, no but that, that, that concept blew, it blew my mind it was, I was like this is like really fucking cool yeah. it's great. and there was a pizza show where they made a seven foot Kirk, Justin's brother, had written a computer program that created a dot matrix of Macaulay Culkin's face <laughs> that recreated in a seven-foot pizza uh, that we made. And there was a seven... There's, there's pictures of it online somewhere. It's a seven-foot Macaulay Culkin face pizza. It's a pizza show. Um, <laughs> we just did a giant... What did we do The Satan? Oh, we made a giant... For last show, we made a Satan turkey. For? Oh, that's right. There was a... Um, what was the show's... Theme. It was like extravagant. It was like a masquerade. Oh yeah, it was a masquerade, masquerade ball, and we made. I made like a forty-pound seitan turkey. That's that's awesome. It was weird. Yeah. Now you guys might not know this, but uh, Eddie and I's friendship started at one of your dinners. Oh really? That whole uh, curate Kim Bryan. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Kim Bryan is another uh, podcaster on our network. Yeah. Um, and she put on a several food related yeah events. We, she's still Brought pretty active i run together. into her yeah. the, every couple weeks or so which which one uh i don't know yeah I, uh, was so that one union kitchen phd union kitchen yeah uh, and the science and Schultz. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah okay cool yeah uh, that was I, a good I actually went with cobra and oh, yeah. and kim introduced me to eddie he's like oh eddie matt's seeing like pop-ups you should you should you guys should talk <laughs> <laughs> 
on social media. <laughs> and we did. And we did. And, and look at... Yeah. And then we've Matthew, talked a lot more and since. Then Matthew drugged me, and then that's how that friendship began. And I got, ear, I got my ear pierced. So here well, we now are. I'm learning about your piercings. And then eventually you guys met the guys from Milk Hall. It's crazy. Yeah. And all those guys where I met Larry Weaver, previous guest of ours. Larry. R.I.P. Larry yeah, Weaver. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> Pour some out. Uh, to, to, to be fair, that's resting in peace. He's currently yeah. resting in peace. Yeah, yeah, he's not dead in peace. He's no, resting no, in no, peace. He's currently... He just he actually texted me while I'm sitting here. Oh, I'm, uh, <laughs> which is the only reason too. why. <laughs> that's why I'm giving him a hard time. He's, a, he's third wave coffee. You guys are third wave ice cream. Oh, yeah. yeah. You mentioned that. Third wave, oh, third wave ice cream. Okay. Let's, yeah. Yeah. So that's really interesting. So, like, um, I... I, th- I think that we're like I think that ice cream is really cool right now. There's a lot of really awesome stuff going on because um, stuff like this can only come up when consumers are willing to be interested or pay a little bit extra for something new and interesting. And by new and interesting, I don't necessarily mean better because there's a ton of great ice cream products and stuff that's out there that exists sure. that has always been around. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, we'll never. We'll never. I feel like sometimes when you're in like the wearing the hat of like the artisan, so to speak, people always want you to like trash like McDonald's ice cream or something. And like we, we don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, McDonald's sauce serve is delicious. Or just yeah. like for example, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there are some things I might trash, but it's not going to be like the stuff we ate as kids. Sure, it's nothing really wrong with that. Yeah, like there's bad stuff out there, but like there's a lot of really and has been always a lot of really great, great stuff. Um, but like I think there was some stuff that could be better. So. Like the, our our bread and butter is a vanilla ice cream sandwich with a chocolate chip cookie that yeah. we sell wholesale to. We're at about like two hundred grocery stores between here and Connecticut, and that is what uh, that's the only thing we've ever done that's made any money. <laughs> money. Well, real money, yeah, yeah, real money. That's for sure. And um, uh, and uh, yeah, like that was something that Pat and I both were like, man, this could the Chipwich. Yeah, yeah, like, this could be better. And I say that because. Like the regular vanilla chocolate ice cream sandwich, I don't think it could be better. Maybe one day I'll change my mind about that, but it's almost completely perfect as it is. But where Pat own, and this beast. is this is like the soft chocolate outer, yes, rectangular form. Yes. It, it doesn't resemble anything like a cookie, no, whatsoever. But you enjoy that kind of, that yeah. softness to it. There's there's actually very little texture. It's uh, but it is. I think it that product is almost perfect where pat and i are both like a chip witch like this could be better and so mm-hmm. that was the first thing we ever did pat worked on the cookie recipe and i'm like i pat still does work on all our cookie recipes and i still do our ice cream recipes and we both were like man this could be better like let's see if we can do this and we just stupidly stupidly worked at it for a couple of years <laughs> yeah i what was i gonna say about all that um Oh, yeah, I still, six years later, eat that, and 99% of the time I think, god damn, this is delicious. Yeah. Which is a pretty cool feeling. Not to toot my own horn. No, uh, but... <laughs> I think, I think... But that's, I mean, that says something, because, like... You're tapping into some kind of deep, integral part of some kind of childhood memory that you're trying to tap into. Sure. Without being too, like, over the top. Yeah, yeah, And looking back at, I don't know, like, anybody who considers themselves an artist, like, looking back at your previous work, it's always kind of, like, a little bit grating sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I thought mm-hmm. this was cool. And then, like, you know, six years later, you're like, oh, actually, this is still cool. This is still relevant. This still tastes good to me. And, like, yeah. I'm still digging this. Like, mm-hmm. that, I mean... You know, when the days are dark and you're doubting everything, <laughs> you know, and you can still have that yeah. moment of like, you know what? Nah, man. Even even if we've failed a hundred other things, like this is fucking good. And I'm proud of this is like a very strange feeling for someone like I think like me or Ed, to be honest. Yeah. What what other flavors uh, make that list? Um, for me, uh, we have a coconut kefir flavor that. One judge's choice, DC scoops, no big deal. Actually, actually, no big deal. Um, that every time I eat, I'm just like, damn, this is this is really good. Yeah, and you can get it at Tip Cow. How oh, nice, yeah. awesome, Tip Cow. Yeah, restaurant up in Columbia Heights. So, uh, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that you have a lot of collaborations all over town, mm-hmm. all over DC. Yeah. Um, and that's thing. kind of yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so we do some ice creams and sorbets for Rose's Luxury, uh, Izakaya Seki, Tip Cow, their forthcoming restaurant, Hanuman, 
uh, Bad Saint, and then every once in a while um, for May Down on Compass Rose. Um, they typically don't have desserts on their a lot of dessert on the menu, but like uh, occasionally for stuff, they'll Gerald will shoot me a text and we'll do some ice cream stuff together, sweet which Gerald. is really cool sweet and sweet, 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 sweet Gerald. Yeah, it's an angel, a bitch, I an angel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to actually call out Gerald Gerald. because I saw him last night at Zeppelin (laughs) doing karaoke, screaming his face off. (laughs) Don't stop believing, Gerald. Gerald, you need to quit. You need to quit your singing career. I thought you were going to go with your night job. Okay. Uh, But, I mean, yeah, you've you've worked with a lot of people and and the collaborations are are, are, are constant. And and how do you balance, like, how do you balance that out with, with, like, I guess your... CPG consumer product goods kind of business where you're- yeah um, so I think that creating a CPG is something that you have to take a lot of time and do and it has to be right packaging costs money everything costs money rolling out a flavor is something that um, even if you even if you want it to go fast it takes a really long time you have to purchase UPC codes you have to make sure there's nothing else out there like there you have to get your pricing really dialed in and anything we do, it has to be cool. Can we make? We have to be able to make a thousand of them in a day Oof. to make uh, profit. Yeah. Techni- technically, on, on paper, we have to make a, be able to make about a thousand of them in a day of work. Two of us. Mm-hmm. And then you need to store that somewhere. Yeah. And so, but things. whereas a lot of the ice creams for the restaurants, I, I feel really privileged to make ice cream for the people that we make ice cream for because yeah. it's their menu. It's their restaurant, and they're trusting someone else to um, do something for them. And these are mostly restaurants that outsource little to nothing. And um, Mm -hmm. so it it feels very cool to work with them. They're mostly open to things that I might suggest, and then they want some stuff that um, they they already know fits in with their menu. So, yeah, so it's also a little chance to do something interesting, whereas, like, making a packaged product is... It, no matter how you do it, it's a grind. It's the same thing every day, yeah. um, which we're which we've been happy to do for six years. But um, it's cool to get to a chance to do some other more interesting stuff. Well, we we so when we initially started, uh, we never really considered being like a product in stores. We kind of wanted to have like a scoop shop and do like you know like work the market circuit and all that stuff. Um, and it wasn't until like three or four years in that we were just like, oh, we got to follow the money here. And like what sells is this. We have to like make this new, and then we kind of started that journey, um, which is now a grind. Yeah, <laughs> it's careful what you do. Uh, you know, following what you like, what you love, because eventually it becomes a job, becomes mm-hmm. a grind. This is true, and a job I'm, we're both very grateful for for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, let, let's cut to our, our final little segment sure. here. A series we call Rapid, Rapid Fire. Fire. Time for the payback. Rapid fire. Uh, we talked a little bit about, or we touched upon uh, McDonald's previously. <laughs> Soft serve. <laughs> what is your favorite ice cream sundae? Banana split, tin roof, the Gopetta? I'll let Pat answer first. Because we <laughs> we'll have our own separate answers. Wait, wait, you mean just like in the spectrum of sundaes? Yeah. Like what's your go to sundae? Ah, oh, man, that's tough. I'm probably more of a float guy, if I'm being honest. Okay. Yeah. Be I'll, honest. I'll fuck up a Sunday, <laughs> but if I can get a malt or a float, okay, I'm probably nice. going. Yeah, like some vanilla ice cream with a Coke out of a bottle. Root beer. Yeah, sure. Root beer. Any milkshake guys? No. So I'm gonna go with the banana split. Is like a, like a perfectly executed banana split, like ripe banana and uh hot fudge whipped cream cherry is what what perfection. flavors of ice cream do you envision because i i'm personally I, I feel like there's multiple flavors but i think i only can imagine vanilla strawberry for the sunday yeah i mean it has it. to be pretty classic so, so cho- you have to stay classic so you, yeah. the most you have to stay in the wheelhouse of neapolitan i think yeah. you know structurally speaking i mean it's like one of those things where like if you're gonna break the rules you better have a damn good reason to break the rules yeah, yeah. but like you gotta stay in the ne- neapolitan wheelhouse and i think the vanilla chocolate strawberry you know or yeah. some iteration of that lest we not forget the brownie sunday guys that's pretty brownie yeah. sunday is sure. good yeah I'm just gonna say, like most of the time, like it's probably it's probably it's probably trash. Like probably garbage. You're getting, probably you're like getting, flat water. Yeah, it's like flat water. You're getting like stale brownies. Like no one, unless you go to someone's house, they're gonna have and they have freshly cooked brownies for you, oh, which is the only yeah. appropriate 
time to eat a brownie, like it's like out of the oven, like mm-hmm. burn your burn your face hot. Like that's the only appropriate time to eat a brownie or a brownie. Oh, something. you want that temperature? Yeah, I want temperature difference. And then you have the cold ice cream on top. That's that is where the you get it's very zenith. sexual. That's where you get the zenith yeah. of brownie Oof. sundae. When was the last time you called your parents? Uh, I saw my mom this morning. Actually, I Whoa. helped her. <laughs> I saw really my good. mom. <laughs> I helped her. I helped her unload some. She got her car. I took her car to get uh, some body shop work done uh, near our kitchen because there's a body shop around the corner, and she wanted to go to the dealership. And uh, I was helping her unload some stuff out of her car this morning. And uh, my dad. I think I, I texted with my dad this week. Does texting we usually, count? Yeah, when my da- yeah I've been, any contact. Okay. I've been trying to meet up with my dad like every other week. Like we, you know, for years, like have like he's just kind of like a non like won't reach out guy, which is like that's cool. Like he's a good he's a good person, you know. So I've been trying to get dinner with him like every other week or so. And my mom, I see like once or twice a week. Like it's like can't even can't even I lovingly can't even avoid it. Like we're gonna cross paths. <laughs> she lives. Um, my dad just moved to Northern Virginia. My mom still lives in D.C. She lives in uh, near the zoo. So nice. Park. Nice. So I, uh, I actually live with my, my mom. I'm just kidding. Um, not there's anything wrong with that. It's very SNL so I see her every morning. She makes me eggs. First line on your Tinder profile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live with my mom. Uh, I texted my dad a couple days ago. Uh, I saw a meme online that I thought he might find funny. So what, what was it? What it was, was like it? a driving with your dad starter pack. And it was like, <laughs> like, like, you both love each other. But you have nothing to talk about, right. and like <laughs> sunflower seeds, and like angry political radio turned up way too loud, and I was like, "Haha, you!" And he was kind of just like, "Emoji, okay, symbol." <laughs> that might be cooler than me. Also, the funny thing about Pat and I's, our, our parents, or at least our dads, are they are exact replicas of us that are oh, much more dysfunctional, oh, much more le- much le- like. They're less the far emotion- worse versions of us. Yeah, they're less emotionally developed, exact copies of us. Yeah, that's awesome. More <laughs> extra. And they're also very close friends. No, they're not. No, they're not. They've never met. All right. I think I feel like I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Favorite Keanu Reeves movie? Favorite what? Keanu Reeves. I'm glad. Oh, you- Keanu Reeves movie? Thank you for mentioning Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. There's a great GQ uh, article out about him. Yeah, he, he's been on my mind. I, I saw a recent movie with him, Replica. Not, a, not not that good, but like it's canon. And John Wick three, Parabellum's about to come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves. Okay, I have three. Double things down I, on I have him, three please. things that I want to talk about with okay. Keanu Reeves, but I'll let you go first. Right. Oh man, um, favorite Keanu Reeves movie? Uh, probably The Matrix. Yeah. I guess. That's solid. Yeah. I feel like this is. So for me, I'm I'm going to say the the best one is probably The Matrix. My favorite one is. Definitely Point Break. Yeah, obviously. But most people have forgotten that Keanu Reeves made this movie called Johnny Mnemonic. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. Good. If I could just take a second to speaking to, of like to, early hacker culture. Yeah, early hacker culture. There's a there's a hacker dolphin. <laughs> if, it's if you've forgotten this, this has ever existed. Yes. It's going to be the most pleasurable rewatch yeah. of all time because there's Johnny Mnemonic. They take out his brain in order to store like five gigabytes of data, <laughs> and if he has eight gigabytes, he's going to die. And there's a hacker dolphin, and is it Ice T? No, Ice T is in Tank Girl. I mean, Ice T might also be in Johnny Mnemonic. Tank Girl's great. But if you, it's going to be the most pleasurable rewatch if you yeah. have not seen. I, I need to revisit that one. It's in a while, but I mean, also like 1995. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's one of the best artists of our time. Let's just yeah. put that out there. It yeah. is Ice T. Ice T playing a character J Bone. J Bone. No way. It's yeah, so the rewatch hey, potential that this is has. Is it J Bone or Henry Rollins is in this film too? Exactly. Another See? ice cream Which, pioneer. Yeah, full circle ice cream. Uh, For those who don't know, Henry Rollins and Ian McKay, Hagendaz used to work at Hagendaz in Georgetown. That's where they like. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, 
that, that, that's it's like an so, SDC fun Something fact. that's so funny for me about growing up in the city is that cool stuff was always happening, but when you're a, when you're a loser kid, you just have no idea, and you're just wandering around by yourself waiting for the bus. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's true. That's true. Sounds like a great flavor for an ice cream. Loneliness. This is the flavor we're not getting, by the way, is, is loneliness. We'll figure it out. Um, okay, Eddie, I think you should ask your, your question. My question? Uh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll do the new, new version. Uh, if, there was, if you opened up a restaurant, name one singular dish that you would serve, mm-hmm. one band or musician or music that you would play, mm-hmm. and then one drink that you would serve also. Mm-hmm. Okay. I already know. If Pat doesn't know his answer, I already know his answer. You know my oh. answer. Yes, I like what you guys do. Do you want to do each other? Yeah. You guys oh, okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. do Pat. Pat, do me. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so Pat's still trying to figure out Pat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Pat has been trying to get his family to open. Oh, damn, you're right. It's a better uh, answer than yeah, I had. Yep. You're right. Pat's been trying to get his his pop pop. <laughs> his grandfather. <laughs> Pat's, Pat's grandpa's Burmese. You guys don't know this, and I'm actually not, not by blood, but his, his mom remarried into a Burmese family, and so he's been trying to get his family to open a cow soy spot. Is that mm-hmm. right? A cow soy spot in Wheaton, where Pat and I went to high school, where Pat grew up, and I grew up in D.C. And, um, yeah, like, because they make... I've been to their house for dinner, and they make some righteous cow soy, and... And so what he would play, that's what he would, that's the dish. So Kelsey okay. Restaurant in Wheaton, just up George Avenue. If, if anybody listening here doesn't know where Wheaton is. And then what music would they play? Um, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Re- Darud Sandstorm on repeat. Oh, man. <laughs> Solid <laughs> fucking choice. I, I heard a remix of that with, with Baby Shark, and it's insane. <laughs> And I, what, you played that for me, and I immediately cut it off. Yeah, it's, no, it's insane, guys. <laughs> I mean, actually, I think it was at Coachella, but yeah. Go ahead. And what what drink would they serve? Um, I know the drink would be okay. It would be coffee served out of these little uh, Nesquik, like instant coffee packets, like the cylinder kinds. Because that's like what I drank going over to uh, Papa and Popo's house when I was a kid. Because it was like I could get coffee, but it like was like coffee, not coffee, um, and it's delicious. It's like, way too sweet, way too creamy. I don't think there's any real coffee in it, but it's like what Papa drank growing up. And right on, yeah. So nice. Probably some version of that. I don't know. You yeah. had me at Darude Sandstorm. I'll be honest. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it would not be hip. It would be hip in how unhip the entire environment would be. I think. Yeah. Yeah, they would just take care of the cooking, and I've been like, listen, Ed and I will take care of everything else. If you guys just want to, like, cook some cow soy, some mohinga, we just take care of that, you know. Awesome. All right, what's Ed's? What's Ed's? Uh, it's really tough, because we ask ourselves this question a lot. We're standing next to each other, asking each other questions for 10 to 14 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. It's That's like a really work day for us. Revealing of how we're either selfish ang- I am. We're angry at each other and not talking for 14 hours, or we're like constantly asking each other questions for 14 yeah. hours. Um, I don't know. It's tough. I feel like... Mm, I, I, I want to say Ed would want to do something breakfast-related, Nope. nope. Like, no. Missed the boat on that one. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the hell would Ed want to do as far as one dish. Because I'm thinking like whole concept. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking well beyond one dish. Oh, it doesn't have to be all cohesive. Okay. I think the beauty is like it okay, could be yeah. completely random. All right. Just go random. Fair enough. Um, I feel put on the spot. Oh, you're 100% on the spot. Oh, yeah, I am. Um, what does Ed want to do? What does Ed want to do? Tell me. What does Ed want to do? The rest of the, the rest of the is gonna be connected in ASMR voice. People are gonna be creeped out in the cars right now. If you're listening to this, I just want you to know that you are loved, and we love you. We are. We're gonna. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back next week. 
when Patrick has his answer. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know. Fair. Why don't you answer? Okay. 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 We, we, got, we got a good one, though. Yeah, uh, you got one good one. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Think. Well, thank you, uh, yeah, gentlemen, for listening or er, for joining us. <laughs> thank I'm, you, guys. I'm still up in the whole. I, I just also the last thing I wanted to bring up is like mm. I can't believe that two weeks ago that I'm so glad we didn't go last week because Daniel Balud was on the show uh, two weeks ago, yeah. which was awesome, and he's one of the most successful people to ever work in the Washington D.C. food industry. And we didn't go last week because we are might go down in history as the least successful people to ever work. <laughs> in the Washington, D.C. food industry, and following Daniel Blue would have been just too much pressure. So I'm glad we had somebody in between. Not at all. No, no. <laughs> we can name many more. But. <laughs> uh, well, that, that does actually raise a good point. Um, we are on Yelp now, so we, we actually encourage our, our, our guests to uh, give us one star so that we can be the worst, and you don't have to be. Um, thank I you. really like that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, we're... we're you want to name a couple places where we can find your ice cream? Anywhere? I just started doing ice cream for Bad Saint. Um, a nice ube, the ube ice cream. So I made ube it. sorbet and some uh, cream cheese jackfruit ice cream. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw that on, on the Insta. And very cool. As soon as Hanuman opens uh, next, like, who knows when, uh, get some ice cream down there. That's uh, Bobby, Bobby Predick. Bobby. Um, with his new Laotian restaurant mm-hmm. in Shaw. And um, is Kaiseki. Always, I think, make it one of the best Black consistently great restaurants. In the city. Oh, I'm making a toasted rice and yuzu sorbet for them. This oh, cool. Making that sweet right last on. week, so it's pretty pretty good. I hope people like it. You guys, thanks for joining us this week, listeners. You can revisit this week's episode or previous episodes on iTunes or wherever you grab your podcasts, including the Spotify, uh, and find us on all the social media as at ShiftDrinkDC. Um. A special thank you to Jeffrey Lamoureux for intro music. We were grooving to it a little bit earlier. Uh, DJ Rectech for the hilarious sound effects. Uh, and we will see you next week. We'll see you next week. Thanks yeah. a lot, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.